Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Truth Hurts. Today, we're going to be talking about a rite of passage that I think every man or a lot of men and probably women need to go through, but I'm a man, so I'm going to speak today to our men out here. And um, it's that ultimate low. It's that, you know, maybe getting your heart broken, going broke, losing your job, having something traumatic like that. And for a lot of men, it usually comes with those three things, like loss of place in society, right? Where you had like um, some sort of place in society as a high stakes work, excuse me, not a high stakes, but a high value worker or entrepreneur or anything that you lost. You might have had just a good job and you lost it. Another thing is getting your heart broken. Kind of, you know, any blue pill guys out there, guys who haven't accepted some of the true natures of woman, you know, you'll end up doing some things that are counterproductive to your success and you may hit a low. And um, there's some there's some other things as well. Obviously going broke and not having anything in that dissolute kind of uh, situation. So today I'm going to talk about my own personal experience, but this is actually a positive story. It's insanely positive. And that's the only reason I'm shooting this. I would have not shot this video while still in the depressed state. So a little backdrop. My life has been a roller coaster, meaning that I feel like I was blessed and like any man, blessed and cursed, right? So I was blessed with uh, some physical attributes, great mental state, bad father, good mother, great mother, insane mother, like just the, the, the best mother you could probably have, right? So, and then in my own personal life, I've, because of the way I approach life, I've had some high highs. I'm 39 years old. Just four years ago, I kind of had a personal contract that I set through my business and was making a few hundred thousand dollars a year, myself, all me. I'm a young black guy from Harlem. I did this. I'm not married, no kids. I did this all on my own, coming from a work environment, losing my mother and just starting business. So. I've had highs like that, but I've also had lows and I've, and it's been a lot. I'm not going to go all over all of them, but just know that I've seen enough to know the process of that wave of life that when you're up, you got to try to do certain things to stay up. And when you're down, you got to manage and not go over the ledge. So I was well experienced dealing with a bad time in the sense that I would know that times are going to change. Just got to stick it through, stay down and things will change. But I know everybody doesn't have this mindset. So one thing that I do, being that I take some risk in my life, is I stay away from certain types of people. Stay away from negative, male or female. If you're too negative-minded, if you're depressed, if you're just a regenerative thinker, I just don't deal with you. I hope and wish you the best, but I'm just not taking that energy. So I follow these rules pretty well. And in this personal story that I'm going to share today, here's why it's a great story. I'm going to review about 15 years of my life all the way up to last year uh, when I was 38 years old. And I'm going to go from working man, starting out, for my, starting out on my life, to the way I looked at relationships and, you know, me handling my business as a, as a man being on your purpose, right? And transitioning to what happened in the last couple years to finding what I found now. And it should be an interesting story, so let's get started. So I'm going to start at 23 years old. So 23 years old, long story short, uh, shout out to my man Sam from Brooklyn, my Panamanian brother from another mother. Sam uh, found a great opportunity working in like some 
construction slash engineering work and he put a lot of us on and we were working that job right so 23 years old right out of school i'm working a good job you know we're making some money uh at that time though i give go back just a little bit further of what my mindset was in terms of life and woman so from my young experiences i kind of by that age had the the mindset of you know what just handle your business as a man don't put too much into women because they're very flaky i had some real bad views in terms of like they're just not going to be honest they're not going to be real to you they're going to always kind of you know do these kind of grimy kind of like things it just didn't seem like it was worth putting love and too much effort into it like i saw guys doing i just didn't see that think think that that was sensible so the type of man i was at that time i just would work and i just always had a lot. i was a, i'm gonna say a player because i don't like that word but i just took advantage of my opportunities right so i just would make money keep a car keep my lifestyle up and that was the way i really felt i wanted to live all of my young life i didn't really have a belief that a woman were really worth that effort because of my previous experiences which we'll talk about in another video so now two three years later i'm 25 26 years old and i i just decided to change i was like you know what getting kind of tired of this maybe i'm maybe i'm off right people start telling me oh when your girlfriend marriage you know start getting the societal pressures so i'm like maybe i'm i'm missing something so i start trying to date women seriously now where I will admit that I never really committed and where I was wrong is the the reasons that I approached women, right, and brought them into my life were still as shallow as before. So to 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 my fault, I didn't, yeah, I changed in terms of the way I said I was going to deal with women. I wasn't just going to try to, you know, hit it and quit it. I was, you know, I, I said I was, I was going to try to date them, but I didn't change why. So if I saw a woman, she's all pretty, you know, nice body, banging body, banging ass, it was like, whoa, and that's, that would still be my initial criteria. So I started dating a couple women and, um, you know, interesting experiences, but I still, I found the same things to be true. The same games, the same stuff that I saw earlier. I was like, this doesn't seem like it's worth my time. So then I, I met my first real girlfriend, first love of my life. I'm not gonna say her name, but she worked with me. She uh, ended up becoming a police officer. We had a great, we were just in insane love. We used to call each other Apple Face <laughs> on the phone. Uh, you know, she was a great match for me. We were really together. Her mother was a wonderful person. Um, you know, she met my family. I met her family. It was just a great situation. Now, to my fault again, I was not ready for that relationship. I was not ready for that relationship in these terms. Now, I treated the relationship great. Like, I treated her like a queen. I loved her. And I did anything, like, you know, because she did anything for me. She showed me the thing that melts my heart. You got to be willing to do, because I do anything. I'm like a mob-like <laughs> loyalty type of person. I, it's not sensible, but that's who I am. It's this reason why I keep a small group, because I know, like, I'll damn near go to jail for life for you. <laughs> so if you're not willing to do, like, the smallest thing for me, I can't really ride with you. So I, that wasn't an ever an issue because she was a very giving, loving person. But I wasn't ready. I was still messing around. I was not into this. I didn't even believe in relationships anymore, to be honest with you. And uh, that's that. So now let's go forward. The next relative thing to this story comes 10 years later because pretty much after that relationship at about 27, from 27 to 37, I am just back to who I was as a young person. I'm just, but even different because I wasn't just into myself of like working and looking as nice as I could to like attract women because I still was looking to attract women. I didn't care about that anymore. I lived it for a while. For a couple of years, I didn't even dress nice. I didn't even give a shit. I said, I need to, I said, I'm just behind. I need to learn something. I need to learn 
you know, that's when I found out about the stock market, which you'll know if you listen to a lot of my videos. And, you know, I just started to change. Like, I need to get information. I started reading books, studying the stock market. I pretty much became obsessed with getting out of the work life. I was like, you know, that's when I was getting tired of work life. Two years later, I left my job, started becoming an entrepreneur. So I, my journey was just pretty much work and finding who I was and how I was going to attack life and, and, and make money on my own. So 32 years old. Now, mind you, I started my stock stuff because this is where it's going to end up. Stock stuff. And when I say stock stuff, it's just security. So trading. It, you can trade any instrument. Stocks, futures, bonds, anything. Uh, they all have different um, parameters and different functions and different things about them, like Forex, everything. But I started trading stocks at first. So I knew that eventually what I decided was I wanted to be a trader. This is a very ambitious goal. You know, it's a lot of information uh, gap. You need an edge. You need technology. You need software. You need a lot of things. But I started on that journey. And, I, and starting on that journey, I didn't really care. I went back to like, really, I actually didn't even deal with a lot of women for a couple years. Like just, I would take what came to me. I'm not the greatest looking guy in the world, but I'm 6'5", and I keep myself in good shape, and I keep a nice car. So I kind of fall into some some sex, you know, here and there without even trying. And, and, and not like that, but just, I think most men, if you just got a couple things going, you'll still take down a, a couple of girls a year just by accident. And I was I was, I was, was happy with that. I, I, I didn't need anything more than that. So now my mother dies 32. I go into full-fledged business. The next relative moment in my life to this story and why this is going to be such a great story was I didn't really deal with any, I had no serious relationships after that. I had the serious relationship when I was like, 17 18 had a serious relationship when i was 25 26 and then i had this serious relationship that came at an interesting point so now my mother dies my father dies actually last year uh uh my my best friend dies two years ago and i had told you i had a connection um for my for my um i had an executive car service that i ran and I, I got lucky and got a, a corporate contract. And then that thing fizzled. The company was doing some bad stuff. They got in trouble. I ended up losing the contract. And a few more things happened. So imagine this now. My parents are dying. My, 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 my best friend is dying. And I lose the money. So because to, to, to go back a couple years, at about 35, 36, 34, between 34 and 37, I was like literally living a dream. I've always been a bachelor. Now, I didn't have a big house. I live in an apartment in New York City. But... Everything was mine. I have my apartment. I have my Mercedes Benz. I have my lifestyle. I dress nice. I'm making my own money, literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. I am a black anomaly. <laughs> like, this is not what happens normally. We have to usually go through some other things. So I was feeling great about that experience and as I was learning about life. So once that contract started to fizzle, I started to look for other things to do. So now the way I was living my 30s, I just would... I was really exploring life. You know, after I got out of the work life in my 20s, I did a lot of things in my 30s. Like, I literally, like, I have a cologne and a perfume. Uh, I designed an app. I had the executive car service. Uh, I initially, I, I program and make algorithms. This is where all this is going to go. And I, that was one of the first businesses I started. So I did, like, seven things, and I also acted. And this is what started a couple years ago. I started acting. So I, I, I was just exploring all these things, doing well at a lot of them, and just figuring out who I was kind of late for that but like i said i was afforded the ability to do that because of the contract and the money that i had all the while not at this time i was like literally i called myself the lit polygamist 
and that was my name on um, Instagram because I literally I didn't even believe I was like you know what my belief was that women and men like multiple people and one person you like does not affect the other person that you like so if I like let's just use Nisha and Keisha right if I like Keisha and I like Nisha for two different things me liking Nisha is not going to make me like Keisha any less and I had a my belief was that women were exactly the same they like multiple guys obviously women can't admit these things but my belief was you know just you know don't have sex with everybody but you know just take it easy with people don't get all wrapped up in love and marriage and all this these constructs so that's how i was living when i was making my money living good so now the contract is starting to fizzle i'm seeing signs of trouble and i make a move and the move i made was to just i have to find my next thing i can do so over my life people have always told me right i should be a few things one was a motivational speaker one was a a pastor or somebody in the church and one was a politician so the connecting thing is my ability to speak to people my ability to express my ideas fairly clearly so people can take a, a a viewpoint on it and i was not interested in either one of those things motivational speaking was interesting but i guess that's what i'm doing now in my own terms by just expressing stuff through my podcast and videos but politician definitely not and church person definitely not i'm not scamming people i don't believe in that stuff so i can't go in there and just rob people and you know and 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 politics is a complete uh uh fraud and a waste of my time and energy so i say to myself how could i use this skill set that i have of being able to present and so i thought of acting and i went and i did a commercial with a friend of mine one Saturday and it, it went well. I did well my first time and people loved it. I mean, I say loved it, but I got great feedback to the point where I spoke to another friend who told me about ex- background work and that's how you can get closer to the industry and started doing background work. Got on Blue Bloods the first day I did it. And then long story short, from there, I ended up doing a couple films, one for Syracuse, one for New York Film School, acted and I was in, I was on Bravo. <laughs> You know, on the website, I was on some stuff, and they, and every time I went to do these jobs, they they really used me. So this was going cool. So after a while, though, for about a year of doing that, I realized like this is not really a hundred percent what I want to do because it's a lot of politics in that. And you know, I'm a boss. I've spent my life owning, bossing, even when I was young, like from 21 years old. Every job I was always pushed up to be in charge. So the whole energy of an actor is like a starving artist, and it's like. You're not really respected and you're expected to be desperate. And I wasn't like that. I'll give you one example. I did a show and uh, it was called Impractical Jokers, right? And it's basically a show where you go on and they use you to just go up to people and do like pranks. And you just like say, hey, you know, why did you why did you spit on that thing? Or you just say something stupid. They, they come up with the narrative. Anyway, by that time I was, you know, a year in or so and I got, you know, I they contacted me and I, I I told them that I need I would like to see the contract because I like if it's stuff in there that, that that's just too wild I'm not going to agree to it and I don't want to waste people's time so I remember asking on the phone to the lady uh, who, was, who was directing the whole situation uh, not the director of the of the pro but the, she was directing the situation like a PA assistant whatever. She contacts, I, I contact her, I said, you know, can you, uh, uh, this is the day before, I'm like, can you send me the contract, and I just review it, and I'll have it, and she says, oh, uh, 
I have it for you tomorrow. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm like, eh, eh. Like, why can't you give it to me now so I can review it? Like, before, because mind you, when you're an actor, you're nothing but an independent contractor. You're doing work based off the terms of a contract. So it would be wise to always review your contract and see if you agree to those terms. If you don't agree to those terms, you won't work. Or you can uh, try to amend them or suggest uh, any changes that could uh, make you whole on the contract. So I pull up at the place and... I got there uh, an hour and a half earlier, so for the purpose of calling her and say, hey, you know, can I get the contract and I want to just look at this before I work. I pull up and she's just stalling me. Oh, can you come in, meet us on the other side? I'm like, can you just like bring me the contract? So clearly I was trying to get the contract. So long story short, I realized at that moment that this is probably not the industry and business for me. Like I'm a business person and I'm not gonna work before you give me the contract. And I don't think she, I could tell she was getting a little peeved and maybe thought I was arrogant for even asking this, but I'm not, I wasn't arrogant. I just, to me, that's a basic part of it. So you understand that in this world, it's like a starving artist. They expect you to be desperate. So I did a couple more jobs. I was loving hip hop. I did, did some crazy shit, just working. You know, I was just learning the game. And I said, I'll leave this alone. This is like, and it's really no money in it till you blow. I said, you know what? I got some experience from this. I'm going to leave this alone for a while. So maybe I'm off for this for about six months. And then one day I decided to do some background work. And the only reason I decided to do the background work, and here's when the story's gonna come together. So I want people to perk up, listen up. And here's the great part. When I got the offer for, excuse me, when I saw the thing for background work, the only reason I took the job was for a show called Luke Cage. And it was in Harlem. And I live in Harlem. And Luke Cage was this tall black superhero in Harlem. And I don't think I'm a superhero by any means, but, you know, I'm the type of guy that if a guy comes in the store and he tries to skip everybody, I'm going to tell him, bro, you don't see everybody here? I'm going to probably check his ass. So I felt, I was like, this is cool. And it's right there in Harlem. It's going to be easy, $125. So I signed up and I go and I meet somebody while I'm there. It's a great day. I meet a woman, not going to say her name. She's an older woman. She lives in Maryland. She was a teacher. But I thought, you know, she said she was an actress at heart. So I was like, all right, you're about that life. You're, you know, you're a risk taker. So long story short, she's from Maryland. We ended up working so long on set that it was literally two, three in the morning by the time she was supposed to drive back to Maryland. And that was just too long of a drive so as the night was progressing I was hanging out with her and another girl and I was like you know you guys you know if anybody needs to stay at my place for the night then you can go in the morning <laughs> conveniently right long story short the, 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 she comes over we end up having sex it's great it's absolutely great um, she goes home the next weekend she comes up again long story short within two months every weekend she's coming up there then i start going down there we start meeting at hotels it becomes a rendezvous it becomes lust it becomes love i say i love you she says i love you we cry when we leave each other she does things for me i do things for her she's an alcoholic though she's abusive mentally when she's verbally mentally when she's drunk starts to bring drama we start drinking together because i can drink too i can drink i can have a smoke i don't really you know, it's not, I don't, my personality doesn't change that much. You know, some people's personalities don't really alter. Other people can turn into mean people or reckless people or other things like that. So long story short, the relationship goes up and then goes down fast. It spirals down, all sorts of things, suspect behavior on both of our parts, everything. So now I was trying to break this off for a while. 
because I'm the type of person I realize like you know if you don't respect each other once the trust and, and, and stuff is gone it's just nothing there you know it's just gonna be it's just only a matter of time before it really blows up in your face so we didn't break up a year later we finally break up and what happened in that year what had happened in that year was like I was really starting like, we had started, so I make algorithms like I said and I never really put 100% of time into really being determined to create this algorithm that would give me my cash machine. That's what I wanted. And I wanted a way so I can just, free, not to have a lot of money, just so I could free up my time. And that's a whole nother video when I talk about time, you know, value and how you should spend it and stuff like that. So for me, I didn't want to spend it at a job and trading was my way out. But I, I didn't really, I was, I would dab in it. Like when my mother died, I did it a little bit. Uh, my car uh, was in a uh, accident. I got money. I did it a little bit, but I didn't really put the effort in. And nothing really brought me to the level of intensity that I've had the last year other than this pain. And that's why this pain, honestly, was the worst set of pain, you know, other than physical, that I've ever experienced in my life next to my mother dying. So listen to what I'm saying. My mother dying was the most emotional pain I've ever had in my life. But other than that, this experience of this breakup and how it happened and the low that I was at mentally, spiritually, even physically starting to lose myself was insane. So now let's rewind a little bit. When I met this woman, some things were hectic, but I was eating right. I made my own money. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm very sure of myself. I'm not the type of man that's looking for anybody to really know what I want to do. I'm very, I've always been very self-motivated and sure. So... You know, once I make a decision, it's as good as done. I already started eating right. I didn't eat certain foods. I didn't do certain things. I didn't watch TV. Just, you know, I had a bunch of candles in my house, uh, humidifiers, just really on it, man. Just really keeping my brain, my breathing, the water, everything pure, clean, and keeping myself as righteous as I can to get through life. All of that changed in this relationship. I'm eating pork sandwiches, all sorts of madness going on. <laughs> so now I'm deteriorating mentally the whole time, having emotional bouts, and it's like my life. So during this time, we make a plan. So I'm like, I told she knew what I did, and I said, you know what, maybe it's time for me to go back in this. So last year I started trading options. And here's where it gets interesting. So I started trading options. I'd always looked at options and currency as the last part of my a journey in trading. These were the instruments that I felt were the most robust and had the most opportunity, but they were the most difficult to grasp and understand. So, uh, not the basic functions of them, but how to use them, apply them, and make money from them. So, I finally took a look at options and I started trading options. Um, I put up 2000 It was literally my last $2,000. So, like, I literally was broke. I was going broke from having all this money and I spent my last $2,000 to start this and my girl put up $1,000, so we started with the $3,000, and I started trading it, making money, but I had no other source of income, so I'm paying my rent, eating, living life, and obviously that wasn't enough money, or I didn't, and, and I say it is enough money, but I didn't have my algo down, I didn't have anything uh, secure yet to really guarantee I was going to make money. So what ended up happening was I learned a lot. I actually had a great story. I got down to $100 and made $2,200, got back up, traded, 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 but then bills, everything, everything. So by May, my sister gets a new job. Me and my girl are thinking of going out to California to hang out with her for a while. But I'm ready to go to the next level with my trading. And 
my girl's working. I'm not working now, so mind you, I don't have my situation. The focus, the plan for us was for me to do this. Now, there's a lot of foolish things here. These are just things I would never have done because in a, in, in, a, in a way, I was putting my life in her hands. You know, I was trusting what she said and she was trusting what I said. Like, she lived with her mother. She was an older woman. She lived with her mother. She was a teacher. I had my own place, right? And I had infrastructure. I had a car. I had my infrastructure. And, I, and, I, and I'm connected. So I kind of felt, and numerous things happened over this time frame uh, that proved to her that I was a pretty special guy in terms of getting things done. So I was sure that she was being honest when she said she would always believe in me and everything else. So without going too much into the specifics, I want to double down. I want to put some real money in now. But I'm glad I didn't because I wasn't ready. And she was hesitant. And I had called her out maybe a few months before on something for herself. I was like, you know what? You don't really seem like you're like you're about this life. Like, you said you want to be an actress, but why did you stop initially? Like, she just seemed like the type of person that would give up and, not, and didn't really believe in herself. So I'm like, one thing I know about people, and I tell everybody this from the bottom of my heart, man. A person can only love you as much as they love themselves. They can only believe in you as much as they believe in themselves. That's why I don't like, you know, certain types of people. Like, they, I know you can't believe that I'm going to do this amazing thing that I told you I'm about to do. Because you don't even believe that you can do some of the things that you said you can do. But this woman every time would tell me, no, uh, I guarantee that. She would always assure me that she was about that life. <laughs> so now, we go to California. A bunch of other stuff happened, more arguments. When we come back, now... Um, my rent's backing up, and I got to such a low when I came back because things didn't really go well with my sister either. That's another story. And I was, at, I was just a mental low. I was trying, but I was a mental low, and I wanted to, I wanted to, to reboost. And I was, it got to the point where literally my girl was arrested for drunk driving twice. I saved her with the most amazing story that I'll tell you one time. So she saw like, I was just like, not saying I'm amazing, but I am, man. Like the things I can do, my confidence and my ability to present these things are pretty insane. And I showed her that and it didn't mean anything. And it's hurt me. You can, you can hear the pain in my voice now as I tell the story. So I finally bring myself to say, you know what? Oh, ask this woman for help. Like you need help. Sometimes people just need help. You are, yeah, you were the guy with the business that was taking care of everybody and doing all of that and you, you saved this person's life and you, you know, but you're not that guy anymore. Right now you are a person that needs help. You need a boost, right? Donald Trump, the president of the United States, he went broke, he needed a loan. Somebody gave him money and he got back on his stuff. So I said to myself, excuse the reference of Donald Trump, but it's just the first person I thought of. So I literally brought myself to a point that if anybody that knows me, I did something that I would just never do and I asked for help. I literally begged, I said, I just need help. I just need help this time, get this together. I just need help. She told me no. She told me no a few times, man. She told me no a few times. And it was just like, all of these things started converging on my mind. Like, wow. I just did some college work for her son. I found her the lawyer that's gonna get her off and saved her job when she was about to be arrested. I talked to the cop. The cop didn't even arrest her. Actually, she was arrested once the second time. I convinced the cop not to arrest How the fuck does a black man convince a cop not to arrest somebody? So just understand the, the level I'm coming with <laughs> And I said, no, she's going to help me. This is just a financial issue. I'm a little, and, 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 and mind you, she's around me. She met everybody. I'm well-respected, known in my neighborhood. People know me for making money, doing what I got to do. I'm not rich or anything, but I just, I get to it. I get to it. So... At this point, 
I'm asking and she's telling me no. So I was, we had a couple tumultuous weeks and I was like, I was just saying to myself, oh, you're like really disrespecting yourself now. Like, you know you do anything for this person. You're literally about to be homeless. Like you've gotten to the point of depression and homelessness and the person won't help you. And I basically sent her a message and just told her to fuck off, right? So I break up with her and I'm in just the worst low ever. Like I couldn't believe, I just felt so betrayed, so low. And it led me back into my work. And here's where the story gets great. Fast forward, I take the money that I've left, still trading. And I, I just finally decide to be determined to come up with an algorithm that I can run automatically, that I don't interfere with, that makes me money that I can step off of this life with. And I start studying the top people that do this. And Renaissance Technologies was what I came up with, James Simmons. So, like all things, I read books about the person. I watch every video that I can find with them talking. And I study this man for a few months. I study how he came up with his theories. I study some of the things that he talked about. And I pick up on certain key messages that, they, that he gives. And any person that I'm studying at any time. And, and with, with James Simmons, the key message I got was don't touch the algo. Right? And it made so much sense. Because when you make an algorithm, basically it's just a set of rules to do something. But if you constantly alter those rules, how can you measure what you did right and wrong? How can you look back at data and see where you should head and where you should not head? Because you made impulsive and, and moves and you made moves that you don't even know why you made it. So you might see a trade, but you made this trade based off some feeling you had because you felt the way. So even though it's harder to create something that runs 100% automatically, the only way to improve it is to do it. So that thing really hit me, hit, hit home with me. And I started to do that. And here's, long story short, because there's so many little pieces to this, and I know it's getting lengthy now. A few months later, I get close. I get a little closer, a little closer, and then one day, I've been, I had been thinking about this idea of some of the stuff I did when I just started, because I had my most success when I first started. And I found a way to incorporate that idea into my algorithm, and I literally made the simplest fucking algorithm. <laughs> you could ever make it's like but the algorithm is so simple it's just like life and this is what i learned this year i started to uncover all these different mysteries it's so simple but it encompasses every relative thing that you need to uh cover when trading and i did a back test and i swear to you i did a back test on this uh and a back test is just testing the data testing the strategy on data over a certain period of time so if you make a strategy you say all right i go back a year and see how it performed the last year right so I back tested for the last six months and I get a result. I think it was 120 something and zero. And I was like, no fucking way. Like, this is not fucking possible. Like there's just no perfect strategy. And literally it said that. And I tested it again. Now I didn't do this on every security, only a few, but even the few that it did, they all are correlated in what they mean to the world and finance. So there's, it, it, I, I got it. I got it the edge and I got my algorithm I got what I asked for but the only reason I got there is because I'm literally about to be homeless literally felt betrayed by a person that I said I, I told like one another thing I do not open myself up and the one thing that everybody that I told that I that I introduced this girl to 
they all repeated like, whoa, O doesn't even, this is not what he does. Like, you must be really special. So she knew that I don't even do this. And, and for what happened is the reason I don't do it. Because people are not down for the tough times. And this is what I already know about people. I learned this lesson way early in life. People, when things get tough, people are gone. <laughs> so, and to me, I don't care about good times. I care about tough times. Because good times, who won't be around? Who doesn't want to be around me when I'm healthy, rich, and you know what I mean? Who's going to be around me when I have some trouble? And who believes in me to know that I'm going to come back? And she didn't believe in me. And it, be, it was, and, it, and, and literally, it was the lowest point. Just dark thoughts, horrible feelings. But in that midst of pain came the thing that is liberating me now. It's the only reason I'm able to talk to you guys now. Because now I found it. Now I don't need to worry about money. Now, I, this is not completely done. You know, it's, nothing's that easy. But I'm just saying, I got it. And I only got there by being beat down, left for dead, thrown to the sides. That's the moment. I'm not saying anybody should go there. But I'm saying, if you're in that moment now, understand that there is so much fucking beauty in that moment. Because God is sending you the lessons. The universe is sending you the lessons of how people are and what you should do and how you should approach it. All you have to do is listen. So just to recap, live my life a certain way, change that way. But in that change, in opening myself up, I was hurt. Hurt to the point of feeling jaded almost and, and everything else that you could feel from being hurt. And in that hurt came the, the algorithm that allows me to do what the fuck I want with my time. I got my free time back. I bossed up. I did it. The truth hurts, guys. Follow your dreams. Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it here. I just want to set an email address for you guys in case you want to get in contact with any comments, suggestions, feedback, positive or negative. Anything that's not gross or disrespectful is more than welcome here at the podcast because we just want to push progress and then move forward. That email address is tthblkpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, tthblkpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's T-T-H-B-L-K podcast at gmail.com. Basically, it's the truth hurts, but lies kills uh, podcast, and it's just abbreviated. So the whole title of the podcast is abbreviated, uh, put into six different letters, followed by the word podcast as one long word, right? T-T-H-B-L-K podcast at gmail.com. Please get in contact. Don't hesitate. Anything you can think of, suggestions, other podcasts, anything that you feel is relevant, trust me, we will look at it. We will engage and uh, we will push the agenda forward. Thanks a lot, guys.